know, the last time I did a Sunday service happened to be a Mother's Day about two years ago. And on the way to church, um, Walt rear-ended a young girl. This was in Arlington, and a young girl that worked uh, at Hurricane Harbor, and she was at the Y. She was, you know, turning to, you know, getting ready to go to work, and and she changed her mind. She started to go, and then she stopped, and, you know, so he hit her at probably a whopping five miles an hour. But anyway, nonetheless, it turned into a much bigger ordeal than what it needed to be and involved police and ambulance and everything else. But um, uh, so anyway, so I prayed real hard when I got into the truck this morning. So I thought it was Mother's Day and it was and he was driving. And so but we're here. Amen. And I'm sorry, I am. I don't know. I'm getting. I don't know if I'm getting signals from Michael or what, but I'll I'll try to be quieter or something. But anyway, Happy Mother's Day. This is going to be a special Mother's Day message, and uh, by that I mean this is going to be specifically for moms, and it's going to be specifically for those that were birthed by a mom. So, okay, y'all got it. You know, it's important that you know that you're talking to the right audience. All right. So I just wanted to make sure on that. So, but you know, as moms, as grandmothers and stuff, we um, we, we we hear a lot of funny things, right, from from your kids, and even not just moms, dads too. Um, we say a lot of funny things to them, or maybe not so funny, but uh, yeah. So I just got, got to thinking about some of the things that we say to our kids, and see if any of you identify with this. Okay, he's going to come fix it. Anyway, see if you identify with any of these things. I might get you back for that. I'm the one with the microphone. Anyway, have y'all ever said, just just take one more bite? One one more bite. Y'all, you know that, that one? How many of y'all have said, because I said so. That one relates. Yep, yep, yep. How about, see if you can finish this one. I'll, I'll start it. Let's just see if you can finish it. Stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. That's all of us terrible parents that have said that. How about quiet down? I can't even hear myself think. So that one, yep. How about just a little... Two-word one, be still. And you know, that one starts before they even understand what it means. That starts when you're changing diapers and the baby has started learning how to roll, right? And, and you're trying to get the diaper off of them efficiently or back on them, and they're going all over the place. And it's just like, be still, be still. But they don't even know what you're saying. Um, but I remember a time when Erica stayed the night with my parents. And uh, it was nighttime, they were already in bed, ready to, you know, go to sleep. And Erica was just fidgeting, fidgeting, fidgeting. I got, I got this story from my mom. And my mom finally was just like, Erica, be still. And she said, Grandma, she said, I can't be still. She said, my teeth are screaming for some food. <laughs> yeah. 
But, you know, it's hard to be still sometimes, isn't it? You know, and, and, and it's especially hard when your teeth are screaming about something. And, um, you know, but with, with Erica, it was a pretty easy fix. You know, grandma to the rescue, and that, how many times is that uh, a true statement, right? Grandmas or moms are always coming in for the rescue. And mom got up, made her a bowl of oatmeal, and she ate, and those teeth quieted down, and she was able to be still, and she went to sleep. So, but most of the time, right, most of the time, the fixes to our fidgeting, right, they just don't come that quick and easy, does it? So, but anyway, let's just, I'm a, that's, that, that's the introduction. So let's just, uh, let's just pray here for a moment. So Father, we just thank you. Thank you for this day. And once again, even as Amber uh, just encouraged and, and honored moms, and we just pray that each mom here today and, and uh, just not here, but all of our moms that, that just feel honored and um, treasured today, Lord. And Father, we just, I just pray, Lord, that you would just, uh, just anoint this word that you have given me and help me, Lord God, to communicate, and communicate it in such a way that it's just going to be a blessing to those that hear it. And Father, we just ask for you to have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. So... And I'm old school. I'm, I'm paper here. I can't, uh, the digital stuff bugs me, but here, that's going to bug me too. <laughs> but how many fidgeters are in here today? No, don't show your hands. Because everybody who's not raising your hand, you're not telling the truth anyway. So, uh, but, but let's face it, there's plenty, plenty of things to fidget about, aren't there? I mean, how many of you, you can show your hands if you want on this one. How many of you have fidgeted over the property tax appraisal that you just got in the mail? See? Yep. Yep. So, and honestly, for me, I cannot hardly stand to watch the news, world news. I can't, you know, every time I hear about the border stuff and I see stuff on that, it, 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 it bugs me. It just, it just gets all over me. And just even the state of our our nation just in general. And, you know, I, I think about 2020, it, it, to me, it also just started going downhill in 2020. But anyway, 2020, it was all about following the science. You know, you got to follow the science on all this stuff. And then we get to 2023, science is out the window, you know. You can just be what you want to be. And, and, you know, everything, everything's just, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But don't get fidgety because this is not going to be a political message, okay? It's not. But just like we tell our kids, right, at times, be still, be still. God says in, 40, in Psalms 46.10, says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Amen. There is no ambiguity in that. Be still. Does that need an explanation? Be still and just know that he is God. Because with everything, you know, everything going on in the world, everything that, uh, you know, in people's personal lives, there's just so much really in there to be just kind of anxious 
and fidgety about. And, uh, but I'm not going to go through, I'm not going to name all the things that we could be fidgety about because in honesty, I think there are only really two things that we get anxious about. Just two. That we worry about and, and we fidget about and we get anxious about. It boils down to two. Two things and two things only. And those two things are the things that are known and the things that are unknown. Right? Two things. The known and the unknown. But God doesn't want us fidgeting and anxious. We go to uh, Philippians 4, 6. What does he say? He says, be anxious for nothing. So in other words, don't be anxious for anything. Right? Be anxious. Because it sounds funny. Well, be anxious. I think we're supposed to be anxious and all. Be anxious for nothing. Don't be anxious for anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, which is humbly asking, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Amen. So now wait for it. Wait for it. Do y'all ever watch? Do y'all ever get on social media and you see those videos and it just says on the caption, wait for it? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Have you, have, you, have you watched some of those things? I've gone on and I'll, I've watched it and I'll watch the video all the way through and I'm still waiting. <laughs> and I'm like, go back and watch it again because I'm thinking, okay, I know, I'm, I'm a little older maybe. And, uh, you know, some things I don't, I don't get. I'll just admit that. Things that... Younger people post, and I'm, you know, so I'll watch the video again, and I'm waiting for it. And I'll watch it all the way through again, and I still don't know what I was waiting on. All I know is I think I just wasted a bunch of time, and, I, you know, I, I'm not real big with social media. So what are we waiting for? Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Wait for it. What are we waiting for? Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That's what you wait for. And I want to promise, I, I, I promise you this. You can't just throw up a prayer and then just think that the peace of God is going to rain down on you. Um, it just, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't work quite that way. I was trying to decide if I was going to go a certain direction with this thing, and I'm still trying to decide. But um, anyway, I think I'm going to do it. Come on, I need you up here. I didn't even tell him this. Come up here real quick. You're going to be God. You're going to be God. So I'm going to give you an example of what will not produce the peace of God in your life. Okay? We're going to pray. Good morning. God, I'm just telling you, you know how my blood pressure has been. And I just really need you to just to help me with this blood pressure. And, uh, and it's, it's, I know it's high because of the kids. They're crazy the way they have been acting. And the bottom line is they act just like their father does. 
And, uh, and I think that if you would just fix him, it would probably trickle down and, and the kids would straighten up too. And Lord, that would probably just help my blood pressure and all. And thank you. Thank you for hearing my prayer and doing that. Okay, I'm busy. I got things to do now. So, how many of us truly pray like that, right? And, we, and that's not walking in the spirit, okay? And that's, that is not then, okay, dismissed and go about your life. That's not going to bring that peace of God that Philippians 4, 7 says that surpasses all understanding that it's going to come, it's going to guard your heart and guard your mind. But you know what? It's, it takes a lifestyle of truly walking with God and of truly knowing that, that what, what prayer is and communing and getting to know God and him being first and foremost in your life. And because when crisis hits also, you know, because what we face, it says be anxious for nothing. And we face things every day of our life, right? We face things all through the days, you know, of every day of our life. Things that can bring about the anxiety and just, you know, frustrations, anger, all those, uh, you know, soulish things, right? And, um, <clears throat> but I think too, when crisis hits your life, that you're going to do one of two things. You're either going to act or you're going to react to the things that come your way. And when you live that still life, right, when God says, be still and know that I'm God, when you're living that still life, I believe that you are going to tend to act. And when you act, when those things come, you're going to be acting accordingly. You're going to be acting according to the word of God because you know what? You're, you're in the word of God and you're walking with God and you're hearing his voice and you're going to act accordingly. But when, um, when you're not walking that way and the things come, you just tend to react and you just do whatever crazy thing hits your brain, you know, and, uh, you know, and then most of the time you come back and go, why did I do that, right? Why did I do that? Um, because you're not, when, when you're ruled by fear and you're ruled by anxiety, you, you're going you're gonna to react with just without a thought, without a prayer, without any kind of direction or guidance. It's just out there. Because, you know, Galatians 5.16, it says, I say then, Walk in the spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. And like I said, walking isn't just the walking, right? It's, it's being occupied with the spirit. Now, I might be wrong in this, but I think moms tend to worry more than dads, I, you know. May, may, that may not be true in your family. In my family, my mom was a bigger warrior than my dad. <clears throat> and honestly, I think in our, you know, with Walt and I, I think I, I don't think I'm a worrier, but I do think I tend to worry more than he does. And, uh, but in the Bible, I found that the, I believe the biggest parental warrior of them all was Job. Was Job. So Job was a fidgety man. 
And uh, Job 1.1 says, There was a man in the country of Uz named Job. He was a man of perfect integrity who feared God and turned away from evil. Now, for all you employers out there, doesn't that sound like the ideal employee, right? He perfect integrity, feared God, turned away from evil. But you know what? There was something about Job, and he worried over his kids. And Job worried over the unknown. And every time his kids had a party, after the party was over, he went and he offered a burnt sacrifice uh, to God because... Job 1.5, perhaps, doesn't even know, it's the unknown, perhaps my children have sinned, having cursed God in their hearts. This was Job's regular practice, right? Regular, he did this. Job was all fidgety and all anxious about what? About the unknown. He didn't know that his kids <clears throat> cursed God. He said, perhaps, perhaps they've sinned. Perhaps they've done this. And just because perhaps I've, I'm going to do, do this, and he did it regularly. Tells you those kids had lots of parties too, right? So, but he was fidgety over the unknown. Um, but then stuff did end up happening, right? But, but not really because of the kids and, and the parties. But uh, Job 3... Verses 25 and 26 says, for the thing, this is Job talking, for the thing I feared has overtaken me and what I dreaded has happened to me. I cannot relax or be still. I have no rest for trouble comes. So don't be like Job, right? Don't be like Job. You've got to learn to be still. You've got to learn to walk with God, to commune with God, to, uh, uh, to just know that he is God, right? He is God. Put your hope and your trust in him. It says, be, once again, be anxious for nothing, but walk in the spirit. And then, of course, there's the fear of the known. Not everything out there is unknown. Not everything is the, like the Job, it, 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 it might have been, it could have, would have, possibly happened kind of stuff. Sometimes we deal with real concrete issues, right? There's no unknowns about it. You know, we know, we know. And, um, you know, for me, I was... Um, well, I think Walt and I both, we were never anxious about even, you know, our, our children, their, um, and specifically their health, right? Because we had healthy kids, you know, first, well, within six years, I had three children, and, um, and they were all good. They were all healthy kids. I mean, I'm I'm talking, I'm not even dealing with the ear infections. I mean, these kind of things that are just the kind of common stuff, you know, with, with kids, um, you know, healthy kids. So no worry, no fear. But then that day came, and um, the MRI showed it. And uh, the MRI was in uh, late afternoon, took place late afternoon. By the following morning, emergency surgery. It, it, it proved it. 
And then ultimately, the pathology and the staging process, it confirmed that, uh, you know, that, that Erica, who had just barely turned six, that she had stage four metastatic cancer of a very, very aggressive, very aggressive cancer. And, um, and those doctors were just giving like li little to no chance whatsoever of survival. You know, they said that her body was filled. I mean, from her lungs on down, you know, to, um, to her uh, pelvis, just filled with cancer. And so, you know, that becomes a known thing, right? That's a known thing. And we then became basically residents, known residents of a world that was previously unknown to us, and that's the world of pediatric cancer. And now we knew it existed, right? Just like most of you, you know that, that kids get cancer. And, and we had even gone to the, ho the very hospital where she was at. We'd even gone to that hospital and visited um, a young man that was uh, battling cancer. And um, so we, we knew it existed, but we didn't know it. You know what I mean? We didn't know the world. And, um, but after that, we, we got to know the world real well. And we, came, we became all too familiar, all too familiar with, um, with uh, cleaning and flushing uh, her Broviac catheter that was, you know, inserted, inserted into her chest right there above her heart. And, but it was external, tubes external from her. We came became real familiar. We knew how to care for that. We knew how to flush the lines. We did all of that. We learned the importance of her counts. We learned the importance of, of uh, when she was going to hit the low part of her nadir. We, um, we, we learned what several pushes of vincristine will do to a body. And it's been 27 years, but I guarantee you I could, I could recognize the smell of adriamycin as it's leaving the body, probably still today. And I think I'm probably saying a whole lot of words that none of you are familiar with. Some of you might be, but a big bunch of you are not. Thank God, a bunch of you are not familiar. You, you, you're like a Broviac, what's a Broviac? What's Ben Christine? What's, you know, what is the low point of a nader? Some of you know, some of you are familiar with it. But, uh, but as much of that world that we were thrust into and we became to know it, um, to that degree, when more to that degree, we had to know our God. We had to know, and, and we, we had to know how to wait for his peace, how to receive that peace, how to hear his voice, and, and hear it, not just hear it, obey it, right? And, you know, because life does happen. And even as a six-year-old, 
as a six-year-old one time, you know, Erica in conversation, you know, she just looked at me and she said, Mom, or Mama, she was six. She probably, it was probably more Mama back then, Mom, Mommy. Anyway, she said, am I going to die? That's a conversation that you shouldn't have to have with a, a six-year-old. But she was in this world, and she, though she didn't understand everything that was going on, she knew it was serious, and she knew the pain. She knew all the stuff that, would, you know, uh, it was all being done to her. And, but I, today, I can, I can be up here and I can testify that Philippians 4, 6, and 7 isn't just words on a page. It is, you know, it is true. Philippians 4, 6, and 7, put, it, put them both up there. there. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It says, which a peace that surpasses all understanding. Again, I cannot tell you how true that statement really is. And when you're facing stuff, and maybe you're throwing up prayers, but you don't have that peace... You, got, you have to wait for it. You've got to keep, keep getting in your word. Keep, uh, you know, walking with God. Keep learning and keep growing. And if you're not there right now, I want to say you need to get there. Because I, I, I promise you this too. Um, I, I always like to say that, that, that my bank account it was full at the time of Erica's diagnosis. Now, I'm not talking about money. I like to refer to it as a bank account, but I'm talking about the spiritual bank account, right? Because for she was diagnosed in March, probably around November of the previous year. I just felt led to, felt led. See, there's something there right there. God was talking, and I, res- and, and I responded. And it was starting in the Bible, reading all about healing, biblical Bible study all on healing. And then I grabbed a book on healing, and I read that book on healing. I was like, okay, I believe in healing. And, um, but then, man, I had to grab another book on healing. And I read another book on healing. And it's kind of like, all right, God, I'm ready to... I'm ready to read something different. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going to read something different. Right? Do you ever get that way? I'm down. I got it. I, I, I believe in divine healing. And I grabbed me another book and started, I put that up. I just couldn't do it. Grabbed another book on healing. And so my deposits, my bank account was big. Our bank account, our bank account, First National Bank of Lockhart, it, 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 it wasn't so big, you know, it, it wasn't so big, and, um, and we didn't have health insurance, you know, and two weeks into it, you know, they're presenting us with about a $70,000 bill, hate to think about what that bill would be today, but it's kind of like, here it is, you know, how are you going to pay for it, and, you know, but 
our bank, our spiritual bank account was full because at that point in our lives, we started writing checks. We started writing checks and we didn't go into the red, right? So you got, you got to get to the place. You don't know when life is going to hit you, right? But God is more than able if you'll learn to just be still. And when I say be still too, I'm not talking about a sedentary lifestyle. It's not just kick back, you know, do nothing. The, the peace of God that comes, it's, it's, it's not the prize at the bottom of the Cracker Jacks, right? For, that's for the older generations. I don't even know if they make Cracker Jacks anymore. But for the younger, for the newer generations, that have the game apps on your phone and you get a daily gift, right? <laughs> Peace of God is not going to be the daily gift offered to you on your, on your game, your app, your phone. It doesn't, it, it really is easy to get. He doesn't make it difficult, right? He's not, he's not that type of father. But it does take getting to know him. It does take walking with him. And then I promise you, it's there. And you know, I got those ugly tax statements too. And I am going to protest. I am. Uh, you know, I hadn't filled the paperwork out. I kind of think, well, maybe I'll wait till the tail end. And so they'll get to me at the tail end. And I'm hoping by that time, all the rest of you wear the praiser down to it's fine. What do you want it to be? That's what I'm hoping for anyway. So, um, so y'all go ahead and get your protests in right now. <laughs> but I have to tell you, I'm not wringing my hands over it. I'm just not going to. I'm going to do what I need to do, but I'm not going to wring my hands over it. Because God is big enough. I'm just going to be still and, uh, and just let God be God in the situation. And you know what? If that tax appraiser doesn't lower it to my satisfaction, which that's kind of been what's happened in all the previous years that I protest. But anyway, if he didn't, if he didn't do that, you know what? God is, it's just money, and he can bring that to me too. Can't get worried about it. And when it came to Erica's $70,000 bill, well, that was just the beginning. That was, that was just the beginning. It all got taken care of. And I was just happy at that point in time. There's too big, too, too, her health was the bigger fish. It's like, I really don't care how you get your money. I'll fill out the paperwork you give to me. That's fine. And time and time and time again, denied, denied. You have two cars. You can't have two cars and, and, and have this bill paid. Well, fine, I'll, I'll get rid of a car. Well, you can't get rid of a car. That's illegal to get rid of a car just to quality. You know, it's craziness. It's craziness. But God made a way. But it doesn't come from a sedentary lifestyle, right? It comes, from, it comes from that place of prayer. It comes from a lifestyle of living and walking with God. It comes from, you, when you know things from God, it comes from in here. I can't explain it. Pastor Daniel, it's, it's not just the thought up here. The, the voice you might hear comes from up here, but the knowing that you know comes from someplace down in here in your spirit. 
And that's going to be when you kind of know you're making some progress here, when you're not just flying off the handle of things, when the first place you run to is going to be to God, and that's what he wants. That's what he wants, and he's got, he's got it. He's got it. Be still, he said. Know that he is God. So, wow, I printed my stuff off. I printed my notes off a lot, and I think I left a page off, but okay. Well, we'll just, I'll just try to remember that. That might be better to do things digitally, but uh, so, you know, but that's where the lifestyle, I had three points, and now I don't remember what they, what they, it's three little things there, but I don't remember what they were, but anyway, I do know it had to do with praying, prayer, it has to do with walking, Truly walking in the Spirit and walking with Him. It comes from, uh, yeah, it comes from knowing the Word of God. And by knowing the Word of God, I'm talking about that word knowing is, is indicating a possession of exclusive inside knowledge or information. I think it's probably worth reading again. To know the Word of God, knowing indicating possession of exclusive inside knowledge or information. Let me tell you what, the one who's got the most inside knowledge and exclusive knowledge is your God. He knows it. He knows it. And I can't tell you how many different times maybe when I'm maybe getting worried about something. And sometimes if you just kind of like, okay, be still, my soul. You know, be quiet. Let me just like, God, you know. You know if I need to be concerned about this or not. And you know what? Sometimes you can just get that, that thing, like I said, kind of down in here of just like, no, everything's okay. Everything's okay. And you know what? We live in this world. Uh, you know, I'm hearing so many things with parents. You know, like, say like, there again, the known and the unknown. You know that there's problems in this world. The unknown, is it going to hit my school? Is it going to touch my kids? And these are all things that, quite honestly, you can't get the answer to. In all seriousness, you can't get the answer. And um, not in your own head. You know what I'm saying? Not in your own head. You might think, oh, I'm going to do this, 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 and this is going to somehow protect me. No, but you got to learn how to be still and how to trust God. But in doing that, like I said, not just, it's, that's, those aren't just words. I'm just going to trust God. I'm just going to trust God. And you're really not trusting God. You know what I'm saying? But it is. It's walking. It's walking with him, walking in the spirit. It's listening and it's obeying. And he, at that point, you're gonna know. You're gonna know the right thing to do and you're gonna be equipped to deal with whatever comes your way. Amen? Amen. So this morning, you know, worship team is here and I know we've got another, uh, got another worship song. And why don't we all just... I just want to ask you, just everyone to stand. We're, we're, we're going to be...
We're going to go into this worship song. And even like I know my audience here is, is an audience that you are either... You're either a mom or you've either been, or you've been birthed by a mom. And, um, and that much is true. And the other thing that I know is true is that there are, there are people facing stuff. There, they, some of you have been fidgeting. You're fidgeting about things. And it might be something that you know you're facing. And it might just be this unknown thing that you might, you might think it's looming out there. I just know it is. I know it is. Either way, either way, you know, as, as the worship team, you know, leads us in this last song, you know what? Just purpose in your heart this morning to be still and to pray, to ask God to help you. I kind of showed you what the wrong, what the prayer that's not going to lead you to the peace looks like. I, I can't show you what the one that does look like because you've got you, you to figure that one out on your own, you know. But he can show you. He can show you. And so this morning, just whatever it is, all those known and unknown things, you know what? You're going to release those to God and learn to be still but then wait for it. Wait for that peace. You know, half those videos that you're waiting for nothing, but you know what? God will, He will show up. I promise you that. I promise you, He will. Amen.